Hello and welcome to Juvenalia. I'm Alan McGuire and my co-host today is Sarah Marie Griffin. Hey. Hello. Our guest today is Kane Lee, hey. writer and editor of The Penny Dreadful. Hello. Hello. What are you going to talk to us about? Today I'm going to talk to you about a seminal moment in my childhood, as often these are. Mm-hmm. Um, cast your mind back to the late 90s. Ash is playing somewhere in the background. Girl <laughs> from Mars. <laughs> Not actually in the background because you're in... You're in a small village in West Cork, mm-hmm. Goline, the furthest point of West Cork. In fact, the <laughs> furthest point of Ireland. Really? Yes, Mills and Head is there. And mm. there's also the setting of the new John Boyne book, The, Harshes, the Hearts Invisible Furies. That's probably not going to help in your imagining of <laughs> because that's in the 50s. Desolate Far Cork. Yeah. Desolate Far Cork. So I used to, as a kid, go, uh, go there for the summer. Mm-hmm. And so there isn't a lot, there wasn't a lot to do there other than, you know, make friends and... Child, childhood adventures yeah. that will last forever. But more <laughs> importantly, the my, the shop there had there was a fairly limited amount of so it had one of those bookmobile things. So, but for reading material, it was generally whatever I'd brought with me mm-hmm. or whatever was in the house of my parents had or my brothers and sister. But I used to, you know, you'd want to get new stuff every week. But the shop used to have a very kind of limited amount of like magazines. So you pretty much you'd have, you know, general like men's magazines or you know like. Jeremy Clarkson having cake with a car or something like mm. that. And then you had like, like now weekly and things like that, like yeah. horrifying stories with things. But <laughs> so the thing I got to read, I picked out one morning. I can't say which one because I'd just be making up of a memory here. Yeah. But I was the Weekly World News, mm. the black and white tabloid that looks kind of like the National Enquirer, but mostly tells you about aliens and the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> And other reliable news. So how old were we here? I'm going to say it was about a 10, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those weird kind of situations where it's like, this was just something I started buying. Mm. It was one day where I just picked it up because I think my mom might have bought like the National Enquirer. Yeah. And like, it looks, it looks very similar. In fact, I was reading that the Weekly World News existence is purely out of the National Enquirer move to all color. So they needed ah. something to do with the printer. Mm. Wow. So it's just so this became the only black and white tabloid newspaper. Yeah. Uh, because they hey, we should publish something on it. And the whole thing is just made up of like the weirdest news that has absolutely no sourcing yeah. as far as I can tell. <laughs> I've just I've just pulled up loads of covers on Google and it's like found poetry. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, I've read what they're how they started off was it was any story that they couldn't confirm that that, that might be true. Something they couldn't actually confirm a source on what they saw in another newspaper. They would run that and then like from local newspapers, and then as it went on, they would make up more and more and more of it. Escalated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. To give an idea of what would be in it, it would be most. You'd have the most popular things would be aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, aliens particularly would be coming coming down to earth to give political advice a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a headline po- here that says Alien backs Clinton and Hillary Clinton adopts Alien Baby. Like yeah. this, this the really heavy Alien Clinton buzz, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, that alien is particularly interesting because occasionally the Weekly World News would have kind of recurring characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. So that alien whose name is Plod. Yeah. I, well, it's kind of Plod. There's a... Plod, yeah. Plod, yeah. yeah. But um, there he, at the height of kind of like um, the Monica Lewinsky scandal, uh, plod appear they seem to be suggesting <laughs> okay it's such scurrilous rumours but um, <laughs> that after the plod had backed Clinton but then obviously people the love affair with Clinton 
disappeared at that point. So people started talking about a different love affair between Hillary and Plod. Whoa, Hillary, <laughs> get it, get it, girl. <laughs> Yikes. That's amazing. Did you, I kind of came to the Weekly World News in a slightly different way where my um, auntie's trying to have a shop and you know if you if you're in a shop and any magazines you don't sell that month Rip off your the box covers. covers so my mother would get all the women's magazines without and, a cover and yeah. then eventually the National Enquirer as well ah. and in the National Enquirer there would be ads for Weekly World News and I would flick through them and you'd suddenly just be flicking through celeb stuff and hot dresses and then you get to Bat Boy and <gasps> Elvis is alive and spotted <laughs> yes. like buying a toilet and stuff and I was like can we get this one she's like no this is nonsense. This is <laughs> no. beautiful. So that's how I, and then I eventually, when I went to college, um, it would get, they used to have it in the, the bookshop in UCC. Oh, so yeah. So if you were news. So if I got to Thursday and I knew I'd bought my dinner for the day because I used to go Wednesday night. So Thursday was like bonus money time. Ah. So if I had 150 left, I would buy Weekly World News. And if I had like three or left, I'd buy Weekly World News and Enemy. So <gasps> I bought it for first year in college. That was my Weekly World News time. Oh my God. Yeah. So that was, Yeah. It's cool. I've just come to it in the last few days since I found out you were doing mm. it. So yeah. I feel like I have missed my moment. <laughs> I think it was like, already past its peak by the time I was reading. So mm. I was like 2002, 2003. Yeah. So. so yeah, they were kind of getting to a weird situation. By that point, it was very firmly in people's head. Like people knew what it was. Well, it's not that yeah. people knew what it was in history, but they were they were aware of what they were selling. So it became yeah. like... And the original letter had left by then as well. Yeah. yeah. So like when I was reading it, it would be in the 90s. So I think the peak is sometime in the 80s is when it's at its... Definitely peak circulation was the 80s. 80s, yeah. 80s. Yeah. But when I was reading it, it was kind of one of those things where it could... like well, I was like 10. So mm. it's kind of like, this stuff is like, this could be true. Yeah. Maybe. Because <laughs> there was some true stuff in it. So yeah. you have to find your own line. Yeah. yeah. There, that, and there, the stuff, I was reading them later. I read an article uh, earlier today about which ones were true. Mm. And there were like words well, and like a woman... Um, a woman, a woman burst into flames mid-surgery. Amazing. Was one that kind of turned out to be true. Uh, another one was, um, uh, there was someone. There was was it a uh, gay corpses found in a Titanic life ring? No. Oh, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> sorry. Actually... <laughs> Shit. I was hoping. I was really hoping. Or what about oh, world fattest cat actually, has is... world fattest kittens? <laughs> oh, that cat. That cat had a that rich... cat had, had, had adventures. <laughs> yeah. Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of the ones that turned out to be true, which again, I suppose. This is possibly more vindictive of the time when this is in the eighties. Sort of like, was a first lesbian judge has baby, <gasps> <laughs> and it turned out that was true because oh, yeah, because of course she did. Yeah, it's perfectly she? possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's, but it's kind of it's always funny where these things are like put at the same status of kind mm. of like where you're reading like that Titanic is kept in a bubble underneath the water where they're yeah, all yeah. still living. <laughs> That's amazing. What the. Uh... What, so these, tell me about these reoccurring characters, right? Because I hear in my in my my giant my Pokedex of of world news that I've just opened up. Um, they, tell me about this cat, right? So world's fattest cat has world's fattest kittens, and then there's also a headline that says fat cat owns twenty three old ladies. Now, is this the same cat? Like, do you have legacy characters that continue to like yeah. the the alien yeah. with like the Clintons? Pilod, Pilod, Bat Boy would probably be the most famous. He had an off Broadway musical written about him. Oh my god, I have yeah. a little. I have I have one up here that says Bat Child escapes, and I'm like, oh no, I hope he's okay. <laughs> oh, he has a he has a big life. He was I like think... chased like OJ Simpson, like in a Bronco <gasps> and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, he starts out with like he just he's a Bat Boy is found in a cave. Yeah. And you have like a reasonable look. There's actually the part of the best things about these is kind of like you're when they're you see like the made up photographs, mm. especially like yeah. when you're this is like pre like you know Photoshop, Photoshop. you could do everything, yeah. but now you kind of just had like these 
either surprisingly good or just like amazingly cruddy looking <laughs> ones. And Bat Boy got worse and worse as it went on. Aww. But like yeah. Bat, Bat Boy, Boy, if I remember correctly, Bat Boy got captured. He was, captured by the, he was found in the cave, captured, captured by the FBI. Yeah. yeah, then he escaped. Yeah. Then I think he got married. Oh my God. I want to yeah. say. Then he joined. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> but then he actually went to war. So he actually oh. he fought in the Iraq War. <laughs> he did. He fought Saddam Hussein. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what happens to him after that. I think he attacked New Gingrich, New Gingrich once when oh, he escaped. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a photo of him like biting down on New Gingrich's neck. Is he <laughs> yeah. still? Is he still around? Um, I well, see, well, the problem is, um, <laughs> there's like there's a like if you look at the section on Wikipedia about Bat Boy. Mm. There's disagreements about what is canon Bat yeah. Boy. Yeah, because it's Bat Boy comics and stuff. Yeah. That's not news, it's comic. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's not, not news. <laughs> news. Yeah. Yeah. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. Seeing as Weekly News, it finished in 2007, but it's back as a website, but the whole thing is behind a paywall. Yeah. Which well, is really good. Weird. Fair, fair play to them, it I is, suppose. But you'd never you see never it, subscribed it coming out into the world, wider world the way yeah. an Onion article would. Because the Onion is kind of the, the descendant of the Weekly World News. Yeah. yeah. But just without the pretense, it's just, this is definitely fake. Yeah, it's like, no, this is fake yeah. and gas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Onion, the Onion has still managed to maintain so much integrity as well, like, in what it does. It's yeah. still, it's still, after all these years, on point. It's amazing. It's on yeah. point. Like, it um, really, really is. They don't, they don't really go low. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They tend yeah. to go really high. Especially now we're at a time. So, yeah, this would probably be, like, the, the big descendants of the Weekly World News is, like, you have all, loads of, like, parody Newspaper, well, like Breitbart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, if only they spoke about bad, bad boy. This is actually one of the weirder things about um the Weekly World News is that it was hard to pin down a you know like most newspapers you can kind of tell a political slash. yeah 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 leaning yeah Weekly World News is always a bit <laughs> again it's again it's because I suppose what their audience is is that it's either. It's 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 going to be kind of weird conspiracy stuff. So it's always going to be. It's probably mm. going to be like. It, should, it seems like it should be like more archly kind of conservative, possibly yeah. not conservative. They seem to not really be into gay people, from what I can yeah, tell. Yeah, so from this all is these. one that's I think like, that could be the, the maybe it's the tongue in cheek. Yeah. Maybe? Well, I think that's more of a product of the times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, like Friends had loads of gay jokes. Gilmore, Gilmore Girls had gay jokes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's fair. So I mean, it's not fair, but it's, it's not fair, but it's understandable. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. part of the the culture. Part of the yeah. The time. The, year, the time. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's a dangerous, horrible time. <laughs> dangerous, horrible time, and uh, they always had kind of strange stuff as well. But like, especially when sometimes a lot of their kind of when they had gay themed things, because I was looking back over them recently, and again, these are one of these things that like I read, like because when I was reading them as a kid, I was there for most. I was there for aliens and mummies and mm. things like that. But then you sort of like, oh wow, this is problematic. <laughs> like, yeah. This fake newspaper is problematic. Mm. So we have an old saying here <sighs> in Juvenilia, which is. Also part of our Juvenilia Bingo series. Yeah. Which is all your faves are problematic. Uh, everything you love, everything you care about yeah. <laughs> is problematic. So it is always hard going back into the things we love and then being like, oh my God, like this. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's I tough. feel like we were news was kind of South Park libertarianism. Yeah. Kind of, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, they had a right, their longest um, recurring person was a, a right wing columnist called Ed Anger. Oh, yeah, Ed Anger. Who is basically Breitbart. But wow. from like 1981 up till it was he was in the, the whole way through. But the right it was four different people wrote it over time. Mm. Um, but the thing is, I looked up the last person who wrote it was a super conservative Islamophobe writer. Yikes. So you're it's hard to tell. Like I don't remember reading those ones, but it's hard to tell where they fell on it and how much was like it was definitely supposed to be an over the top right wing commentator. But 
how much of it they meant because it railed against like PC and you know environmentalism and it's, it is the discourse now is these Ed Anger columns from the 80s yeah. which must be completely over the top it's really weird yeah. how prescient it was yeah that's the so, thing now it's sort of like I remember at the time even when I was reading them because I read them up until about when the shop stopped stocking them so mm. 15 probably or something like that and I always remember the Ed Anger ones just being like even like at that age you could tell that they were making fun of like these kind of of course uh, these kind of ridiculous things that sort of like a guy would have like I remember one sample was like oh was it Harvard study has revealed that blonde girls do worse in college or something like that. It was like, of course, duh, duh, duh. But now, geez, you could open anything now yeah. and it'd be like, a new hot take. Hot take, oh. That's Ed Anger is all that's hot That's the Daily Mail editorial line is blonde girls do can worse we start, in Can we start our own, our own black and white tabloid called Hot Takes? Actually, this probably leads into, there used to be like recurring, uh, recurring stuff as well. Recurring like columnists and things like that. And there used to be an advice one, mm. which actually this changed names a couple of times, but it was always like, it was Dear Lottie or Dear Dolly. I think Dolly, one, yeah. Dolly, yeah. So these were the, but this is kind of like, they were the, the homespun wisdom of Southern mm. women kind of thing. But again, like really ridiculously kind of yeah. like, sort of like, oh, something like, oh, oh, my girlfriend is um, not, is humming and hawing about whether we should move in together. And her response would be something like, well, this is what happens when you move in together before you get married. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ha. Huh? I should have done a sudden accent there, but, you know. I'll see if yeah. I can find a quote from it and see how bad she gets. Um, and so there is another one, which was medical advice called Horse Sense, which appeared to be given by an actual horse. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, I've just found a headline from, from Dear Dolly, which is, were paper bags really made for ugly gals like me? <laughs> and let's see another one. Uh, mother-in-law blew her nose on my fancy tablecloth. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Go on, Dolly. Dotty. Yeah. Dotty, Lottie, and Dolly. Um. So yeah. So you had. So you had like these. These are. This is kind of the weird thing about it, where it's sort of like these are very. They're making fun of like these really ridiculous mm. kind of what probably were columns at the time. Yeah. But now, again, you probably could find someone that says that. Actually. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, easily enough to easily, I'd no, say yeah. you're, not, you're, you're only a click or two away at <laughs> well, any point in fact sometimes you don't even have to click they'll just yeah. respond to things yeah. you say <laughs> without asking God bless Twitter there was an actual like 80s Irish columnist who w- was similar to that kind of thing who like if if like a boy was interested he'd be like well don't go near him until you're married you know that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing I think I can't remember where she was from maybe like Ireland's own or something oh excellent yeah hmm. um, so when you were buying it like I think like you got pocket money yeah. So you were choosing to spend the, the only money you had every week on the Weekly World News. That was like your priority. Yeah, but yeah. It, again, the thing was, since it was like, it was in a village, like mm. there wasn't a lot you could, I could be spending my money on anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like there was a cinema, there was a cinema like, oh no, actually the cinema wasn't even there in Bantry at the time. So um, uh, Bantry would be another slightly bigger town. Mm. Uh but so yeah, there wouldn't have been. So yeah, I would have just gone in. I would have checked each time. I used mm. I used to get other magazines with it. I wasn't just constant. I used to get like <laughs> Empire. I think was the other magazine I used yeah. to get. But um, which had you know real news about fake things though. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but it was also it kind of broadly it kind of this was the thing that generally interested me when I was growing up. This kind of stuff about like fake stories. So I think mm. kind of stuff. Sort of like I remember as a teenager, I used to go to. Um, 
Snopes.com a lot. Oh, yeah. I just constantly just reading through. <laughs> it was like, this is a giant cat. There were so many giant cats in the past. <laughs> where are they <laughs> now? Where are they where, now? This is, this is where the country's fallen down. They're all lack car, of giant I want cats. a giant cat. <laughs> They're all on dry food. It's better for them. <laughs> yeah. PC culture gone yeah. mad. <laughs> all these uh, tiny cats. <laughs> all these tiny cats. Um, but yeah, so, but it was kind of like, so I used to be kind of, yeah, and then after that, I remember reading like, when I was a teenager, like, Right, well, now in retrospect, we're like academic books about like urban legends and urban mm. myths that were just like, they're probably these ones that were like written in the 70s, which were just like, they would find like a urban legend. Yeah. Which would be like something like um, the girl who um, who has a beehive hairstyle all the time, but there's spy, but she doesn't wash it, but there's actually spider eggs in there and they can, <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they hatch and then they bite her and she dies. And so you could see like how the story would evolve as it went on. So that became like a guy with dreadlocks later. It's just this whole idea. Of, oh, like, yeah, like, that one, yeah. Van- yeah. like that all these things kind of had lessons to them. Mm. It's sort of like your vanity has overtaken you and now you've died. Yeah. <laughs> Moral center to all of these stories. Oh, and yeah. the, another met- headline I've just pulled up is new vitamin cigarettes will add years to your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were talking about before we started recording. I like the idea of them as a published record of urban legends as they evolve. Yeah. Like that's that's a good thing to have because yeah. urban leg- legends do by nature of their like what they are uh, disappear. Yeah. But if you have this weird looking and weird like the, the its very existence is weird uh print publication it sort of keeps it alive. Yeah. It's, a, it's one of those things, yeah, where especially maybe as like the creative peak probably was when they were just publishing. Instead of making stuff up, they were just publishing stuff that some like, crank had rang in with or something yeah. like that. Mm. So like to be, and you used to, you used to have like, and there were some ones which were just really, they used to have recurring stories, which were just stuff that came up a lot because of people's interest. Stuff about like the apocalypse or a new reading of Nostradamus. Um, Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nosferatu probably could have turned yeah. up in there at some oh, point. Oh, yeah. Or, like, um, or con- like, they used to actually, this is one of the things, they used to have real interviews with the Vatican's exorcist on oh a regular ba- basis. And he was just explaining, like, the demons that Pope John Paul II had fought at some point during mm. the thing. I'm glad he had someone to talk to. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, but so it had lots of, odd, there was some great stuff, like, but it was always, like, they, they always kind of had these weird, like, catcha kind of stuff. Sort of like I remember there was one, a regular enough one was be someone would find another tablet of like the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah. But it was always like a weird number that wouldn't make so much sense. It was like, oh, we found three new ones. <laughs> it was like, but not be another five. No, three new <laughs> ones, and they were always like really specific to like then. It was like one of them is like, oh, thou shall not elect the same mistake twice. <laughs> <laughs> And another one was, you shall not smoke weeds that come from the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Sage advice for us all, really. Oh, yeah. 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 Lasting, lasting important advice. Mm. Atlanta woman has the world's smallest face. (laughs) Love that. There was a lot of like, um, like Lost City of Atlantis stuff. Mermaid Cemetery discovered. Yes. Oh, mermaids. Yeah. I'm here for this. I think you could Photoshop. So there's a lot of mermaids. Wolf men. Mummies, a lot of yeah. mummies, a lot of fat Elvis, a lot of fat Elvis. Oh, Elvis was very popular. Yeah. Actually, my favorite Elvis story was someone had cloned a mini version of Elvis, <laughs> and 
<laughs> and so he just had like this photo of him like oh this Elvis I think my, my, I might be just confused now with this of the witches or something like but I always remember like the mini Elvis is always like really short lifespans like mice <laughs> they're like oh this Elvis will live for six years I'm like oh yeah. poor poor mini Elvis and they had this other uh, they had another clone, uh, Elvis cloning story yeah <laughs> which was about how they had cloned Elvis but it was like this is a normal clone so it's yeah. like a baby but they kind of they want they obviously you're not going to clone Elvis if you, you want a singing voice and you want him so they weren't sure like to make sure that we got our own Elvis that they were hiring actors to recreate his life exactly <laughs> so up until the point where he'd become Elvis and then we could finally <laughs> have Elvis again like you're incubating and hatching yeah. him yeah they ran so many Elvis's alive stories that in like the mid 90s they ran Elvis is actually dead now story whoa no he's like, he actually died now and then a couple months later went that was a hoax. He's still alive. Surprise! Plot <laughs> yeah. twist. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm disappointed that they'd run a story like that without checking. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that you can put, like, in the, in the age of the internet and the kind of constant news flow, it is kind of odd to look through the headlines and see things like, I killed my husband because he was possessed by Mickey Mouse, <laughs> or uh, Vladimir Putin is a robot, uh, and Saddam and Osama adopt shaved ape baby. Oh my God. Oh yes, no, this Sorry. is a recurring story. Yikes. Uh, uh, but it's so interesting to see them use people's names, like the Clintons, and they mm. they they're talking about people who exist. And no, but because it's so obviously fake, it's uh, like it's okay somehow. Like it's really uh, like I don't know if you could get away with that now. No, and the weird thing is that like in shops, it was just sitting in amongst all the Women's Weekly and National Enquirers as just another legit. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the back of Mike made it look like a weird photocopy conspiracy pamphlet. But the play, but it was in there with all the regular things that it your man was buying. It was with integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just, it was... I mean, like the women's magazines and like Women's Weekly and stuff where they have like, um, my ex-husband's ghost is cheating with my babysitter and stuff. That's as ridiculous. Yeah. But presumably that is, well, that one's not true because ghosts, but... Oh yeah, like yeah. take a break or pick me yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Like all those stories, they seem as oh, they're ban- they're but... they're on one hand they're bananas and probably made up, and if mm. they're not, you're exploiting somebody. Like it's yeah. grand if you're going to read about it if it's obviously like gas, like Bigfoot versus aliens, yeah, like half human, half fish washing up in Florida, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that's oh, grand. I remember that one. That one was like, is that picture? It's the top, top half. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, looking at it now. Screaming tourists yeah. flee beaches all around the state, like that kind of stuff. That was under the, that was in the pages of the Inquirer in their ad. It was that yeah. and the one of the Hillary ones and Bat Boy. Yeah, and, and another was a live story. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah brain magazine. transplant creates real Frank Einstein, like that kind of stuff. That's kind of grand. Yeah. But it's the stuff that walks the line of, did you really talk to somebody who's convinced that the ghost of their husband is having an affair with their daughter? Because yeah. if so, like, don't give her 50 euros and take her photo and write the story. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Yeah. get her some mates or like mm. a doc, you know, like don't, like, don't be exploitive. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So there's a line. There's yeah. a line. Um, I think the only thing about Weekly World News is about the, if it was based on a real story, by the time we got to Rico World News, it was so far removed from the original story. Right. So the alligator was five foot longer. And instead of biting off someone's finger, it bit off their arm. And then their arm pulled itself out of the alligator. And, you know, that kind and of And then went around yeah. and now it's Bat Boy's best friend. Like, yeah. Severed leg walks itself to the hospital. That was one. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Which is body horror but in a newspaper. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of a lot of body, body horror. Mom, 70, gives birth to twins. I was Bigfoot's love slave. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this is real. The 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 funny actually um 
the funny thing about the weekly world news is that um it it kind of it impacted I know earlier we talked about how we have stuff now that's kind of the descendants of it, but mm. in like a pop cultural way, it kind of was fairly kind of it was still niche enough, like yeah, yeah. But it also turned up in places. Like I remember in the first in the first Men in Black film, yeah, it turns yeah. up as this is it, this is all the all the stuff you read in there is true. Yeah, this is the only true, true source. So true yeah, source. Like the only reliable news source. Yeah. So yeah. this is how. This is how you found. This is how the Men in Black found out if something was happening. Mm. It's like they read the Weekly World News. And so it's it's like the, it's, it 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 becomes counterculture then, and yeah. it is a culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was then I remember watching. Um, I this is actually one of those things again from like being a teenager, which I kind of miss. I'm just like, but I remember like at the moment. Now, I for watching TV shows, I never watch any TV shows anymore because I don't. I might keep losing time. So the I only watch at the moment. I'm watching like two things: is like Riverdale and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Also oh, great. Amazing. These yeah. are the only two things I'm watching. They're both <laughs> yeah. great. They're both yeah. great and perfect. If you're only going to watch two, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, but uh, when I was a teenager, I watched so many just like terrible like one season things that didn't mm. last at oh, all. Yeah. Like things like, like popular. Yeah, oh, Popper was great. Popper speaks very back. speaks very intensely to Riverdale. I feel yeah. like Riverdale really, could not exist if it wasn't for yeah. oh, oh, Riverdale's oh, amazing. so good. Yeah. It's so good. If you so like the news, you'll be on board you'll be all about it. It's uh, I heard it. I think the Mary Sue this week described it as um, uh, Twin Peaks and Archie's Neon Baby. Mm. It is. Like oh sorry, Twin Peaks and Popular's Neon, Neon Baby, Baby. and it's set in the it's so that, it's that same inflection yeah. and that same yeah. super heightened reality, mm. but it's all the characters from the Archie Comics universe, yeah. so you're already kind of aware of them, mm. and it's uh, oh it's outstanding. We knew one today, hmm? Saturday. We knew one today. Oh yes, there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must watch that. It's great. HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details. You know, sometimes you'd see a TV show and it felt like it was made for you. And you're like, ah. And I remember finding on one, I think it was a sci-fi channel, was a TV show called The Chronicle, which was like a dramatization of what it'd be, it was kind of like a dramatization of what it'd be like to work for the week, the world news, <gasps> if everything was real. Yeah. So it's basically about this guy who used to work for like the New York Post or something like mm. that. But he got, um, he got kicked off for plagiarizing or something like that. And then he ends up so the only job he can get is with the Chronicle, and he, like, he's really embarrassed because you know it's a fake news thing with mm. just loads of um, flying saucers and things like that. And then he gets in, and then he finds out all of it's real. Yeah. And this is like ev- all, so every it was like procedural type thing. So like every episode was him going following a new story with like his um, with his co writer who was I want to say she was you know that actress uh, Paige. Brewster? Oh, yeah, oh Patrick yeah. Brewster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think that's her, yeah. And like oh there my were, God. and there was like this kind of pig man guy in there who was played by Snot from uh Revenge of the Nerds. I'm about to pull this on the internet. Let's yeah. let's use the let's use the Wonder Killer. Uh, <laughs> but yes, so uh so yes, this, this is the chronicle. So as I remember watching this, I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is amazing!" So yeah, but it only lasted a season. <laughs> yeah, I don't think even got to the end of the season. I'm not even sure, but it was kind of one of those things. Like, There's so many great shows from around. So that it's yeah. not it's not yeah. chronicle the 2012 American found footage science fiction no, superhero no. film. It's chronicle. Uh, Series. Let's see who's in it because I'm into because I I think it's fant- fantastic how people come through these things. Yeah. Here we mm. go. Um. I was amazed by these things were like, and I suppose this is the purpose of the podcast when someone has like this really like seminal attachment to something. Yeah. They're kind of like, 
you even like some of you be like vaguely aware of. Yeah, the like, cast is Chad Willett, Rena Sofer, Rena Wilson, John Polito, uh, Curtis Armstrong is Pal the Pig Boy. Oh yes. Um, Elaine Hendricks, Sharon Sh- Sharon Sachs, Olivia Spencer, uh, and April Balls. That's pretty cool. Let's have a look. Yeah, you know, it was, um, yeah, twelve twenty-two episodes. Twenty-two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, the, the titles are things like Take Me Back, Touched by an Alien, Pig Boy's Big Adventure, The Cursed Sombrero, Tears of a Clone, and I See Dead Fat People. Ah. So. <laughs> but actually, and this actually, somehow it's reminded me of another, and this ties into a, it's about where it comes up in another situation where, um, and again, this is probably using the same premise of this, this stuff is actually true, mm. but there is actually, there is a direct-to-video Stephen King film. One of the few good Stephen King films out of the hundreds and hundreds of terrible <laughs> yeah, yeah. ones called The Night Flyer, which is about a reporter uh, who is hearing about stories about a vampire that's coming into aerpl- airports. So it's like it's, it's got its own plane and it just yeah. keeps going from airport to airport and he's following it. And he's actually he's played by Miguel Ferrer. Oh yeah, from Twin Peaks. Yeah, and wow, and it's like it's one of the few lead roles I've ever seen him in. And he was just—he's mm. really good. He plays a sarcastic tabloid reporter that's kind of going from place to place trying to track this down. But there's this amazing vision it where you see a wall of all his old, all his like all his old headlines, and you just see like, and you just see a lot, and they're all clearly like Weekly World News looking things. Yeah, uh. but all of them are like Stephen King short stories <laughs> as tabloid headlines. Oh my sort of like. Yeah. Couple walks in or uh, drives into a cornfield and are murdered by children. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Like, reclusive author is um, <laughs> hobbled by super fan. <laughs> that's uh-huh. terrific. It feels like it's kind of ubiquitous then that it just sort of mm. again the counterculture permeates so many things yeah. that we see as mainstream. There was a lot of newspaper things around then actually because early edition and oh, Superman yeah. TV series were all mid nineties as well. I love the readers. Oh, so do you remember much. when journalism was journalism? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when people could work in newspapers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, yeah, where they could work in journalism and it wasn't a plot point that they needed to yeah. make money to survive. They could just, that could be a steady job someone could have. That's, I, you yeah. know, I blame things like mm-hmm. Lois and Clark and whatever mm-hmm. on my aspirations to work as a writer because mm-hmm. it just made it look like a real job instead of what it is now, <laughs> which is like murderous and oh. we're all trying to get through, you know? Uh, actually, early edition, I always think of being one of the first where I remember watching an episode, I remember really loving it. Um, but I remember it was the one, the first TV shows that felt really sad while watching one episode. Oh. Where there is, you know, like the for any unfortunate people who have not watched early edition. Uh, uh, you need to watch early edition. It's a, it's yeah. about a person who gets a newspaper a day early, so he can try and <gasps> stop stuff from happening. Um, so it comes with a cat every morning. Yeah, his cat drops it off. Uh, cool. actually cats, the, man. Yeah, but there's actually I was like uh, the mythology of it because they never really explain the cat. But there's another no. character that comes up and it turns out a pigeon gives it to him. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I always remember there's one episode where he fails to save mm. the person who fell off a building or something like that. Yeah, and the whole thing's about like will he give up because he missed that one time? I was kind of like, but this is the first time in a TV show like that I remember I ever saw like someone failed at it because you're so used to them kind of going yeah. like they'll get there in the end or, or they'll find like a crime loop or, or something yeah, yeah. like that yeah. but yeah no just failed so what are their weekly world news affiliated things are there why did you stop reading it why did I stop yeah uh, well there's two reasons the shop kind of stopped selling them um, in the village and but I could like, I, w- I would have bought them when I wasn't like in Goline all the time so yeah. I was at home but the other reason is and the other reason is that, again, because 
which makes I now know no why because it makes sense seeing as they published it on the grounds that they had a black and white old mm. printing machine that was good have gone to waste otherwise but the smell of the weekly world news was horrendous <laughs> it was just like the most rotten kind of newsprint type situation mm. and the reason why I don't have any weekly world news is now <laughs> Is that I remember like I used to just like keep them on a pile next mm. on a pile on top of each other. I left them in like the room next to my room or something like that. But a little bit of damp came in. Oh no. And so I just remember like I went away for a week. <laughs> and I remember coming back and there was just this grey mountain of sludge <laughs> that was oh, the thing. No. I put my hand through it's like it was like it was like putting your hand through like a column of like <laughs> Uh, of like ice, uh, like snow or something like that. I was like, yeah. and it's like, and the smell did not go away for ages. <laughs> so they became a weekly world <laughs> news story. Yeah, Holy it. God! That appropriately, they yeah. their own fate is to become <laughs> an herb. That's oh, but but newsprint has that has that buzz off it, doesn't it? Where mm. it just it it especially old newsprint that really dark ink smell. Yeah, like you don't. That's it, and that's gone again. That's not the thing that most people contempor- yeah. like kids now would know about. Um. Well, kids don't know what newspapers are. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but also, but but it's even like when you bought it, it was clearly disintegrated in your hands yeah. because it, like, you'd, you'd, oh. you'd read it for like uh, 10 minutes and you'd walk away and your hands was just covered black, in black, black ink. Jet inky. <laughs> so someone was not, someone is not writing the weekly news for prosperity. <laughs> no. Although um, I, ha- I don't have it, but someone actually did compile a, there's, you can kind of coffee table. There book. is, yeah. It was um, the person who took it over after um, yeah. Eddie Clance left. Yeah. So um, actually, this is to to tie it back more at home. Uh, there was one of the fun times in the Weekly World News was on the rare occasions they talked about Ireland. Oh yeah. Whoa. So uh, I always remember the one I found. I remember at the time there was one about a. It was like and it was always like a tiny story because obviously they don't have much. But there was I don't know if there was a particular great interest in what was going on in Ireland. Yeah. But then the, we'd get the odd like leprechaun story or something <laughs> like that. But I always remember there was this one about. A, do- a radio station in Dublin is haunted by a farting ghost. <laughs> it's like, no, no Irish celebrities are able to speak <laughs> without being farted out by this ghost. That's incredible. And I want to know the origins of that story. Yeah. I want to know every detail of that story. And I actually, on the way up, I actually discovered um, Google Books apparently seems to have a load of them. So I actually oh, really? read uh, one, a more yeah. recent one. I actually, it just happened the one I was looking at brought up a... I had one session in Dublin, which I will read with your permission. (laughs) Dublin, Ireland. The police were initially baffled by a crime-fighting vigilante known as the Dart, who who used steel-tipped turkey-feathered projectiles to protect the innocent from common street thugs. However, he was caught when the owner of the Saxon pub, all our favourite pub, obviously, (laughs) guessed the elusive crusader's real identity. Michael O'Brien recently lost his wife during a mugging, said Miles O'Toole. He was also the best dart player I ever seen. <laughs> he simply put two and two together. I hope he's not in too much trouble. I liked having a guardian angel on our streets. Oh my god. Okay, so a couple of things on that. A couple of things. Go Obviously back. they read that there was a thing in Dublin called the Dart. And went, yes. Oh, that sounds like a superhero. <laughs> Second of all, Miles O'Toole is definitely a pun name. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh my god, it takes a second. <laughs> Oh my god! I just, I, but it's got everything you need. <laughs> yeah. It's got everything you need in a story. You've got an arc. You mm-hmm. kind of you find out his origin. <laughs> tragic backstory. Oh, total tragic backstory. Yeah, I'll fit in there. It's amazing. Yeah. 
But I just, I'm very, yeah, but I love, love the ideas. Like, this is how I imagine, like, stories yeah. in the weekly world news happened where someone looked, someone obviously came up a news story, came up at one point. Yeah. Oh, there's something called the Darshan. <laughs> it must be a superhero <laughs> and not a really irregular to, like, rapid transit service. Apparently their office was in the, the National Enquirer office, but they were down the back in a wall-off part by themselves. Oh, my God. And they had to wall off because they were so loud because they were shouting headlines at each other all day and building <laughs> off each other's stuff. That's But brilliant. they were there in the National Enquirer office doing this. Like, that's the kind of thing I'd yeah. always imagine news rooms would be like you know yeah. where you're in a small shitty office making making stories mm. but it's antithetical to what it is now as well yeah. which is kind of devastating like the mythos of this that's a, that, that's a story in itself mm. you know like yeah. that the, the mythos of the story is of the, the mythos of the paper is almost as mad yeah. now as people monitoring itself. their Facebook clicks now and, yeah. yeah yeah it's it's darker now it feels yeah. more predatory news like mm. that feels more like you're being preyed on. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it used to be you'd write your story and send it out, whereas now you write your story and it goes up online and you have to track the engagement of it Ugh. and maybe wait in online if your work for the Irish Times mm-hmm. and you said something bad today. <laughs> today? <laughs> if you said today's bad Irish Times thing, <laughs> you have to wait in. Bad Irish Times today thing. Oh, Lord. The dark bad Indo thing. Every, every Sunday, I think, the Indo pops out something and I, I, I end up being like, I can't believe this is happening. This is misogyny. And then somebody, normally you, or <laughs> normally Alan McGuire, very gently, comes into my mentions and goes, Sarah, it's the Indo. <laughs> Sarah, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday independent. I like, just imagine now, like, what would be, like, the, like, you know, the kind of the think pieces about the Darsh in the Irish newspapers is like, is the Darsh of Fina Gale Fulcher? <laughs> oh, the Irish Times would be so against him. He'd be like, he should be having a conversation with these criminals. Oh, and not trying to... Let's hear both sides of the argument. Let's hear both sides of the argument. Can we have yeah. please? Yeah. <laughs> Jeepers. Spare me a slow, painful, <laughs> balanced <laughs> death. <laughs> Actually, uh, one of the really weird things, uh, one of the interesting things I discovered, although this might be an oldish study but um, while reading about the weekly world news uh, I found a, an American there is a American study on which one which newspapers had the highest rate of accuracy and mm. like truth telling so I think things might have changed in the last year that might have skewed this a bit but um, so they went through the list as you had like the weekly world news wasn't on it for some reason but um <laughs> Uh, so, but it kind of went up. You kind of like Washington Post and things like that. Mm. And the surprise one who has the highest level of um, accuracy is actually the National Enquirer. <laughs> really? Yeah, because what happened is that they were being sued a lot. So, yeah. um, so then they kind of had to start like, all right, we have to start being careful about this. But then they started actually getting like uh, actual, uh, oh, what's the word? I'm trying to imagine. Fact checkers? Fact checkers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not so weird, but they actually managed, oh, well, you know, when a newspaper, you know, a guy comes in saying, like, stop the presses, I've got a... Exclusive? Exclusive, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, <laughs> I am an editor <laughs> magazine, you know. <laughs> uh, it's an exclusive, uh, but they were the one. they started getting exclusives, like, they were the ones that um, were the first to reveal about John Edwards' yeah, affair on his that's wife. that's true, yeah. Um, so then they started getting kind of kudos for this, so mm. they started being much more careful about telling the truth but they just started phrasing it in that kind of like salacious kind of way yeah Yeah. so like oh Cher has six months to live a friend uh, may know (laughs) that's the um, the example that popped into my head straight away they've been predicting Cher's death for like five years can we please not talk about Cher dying I'm sorry I'm not over 2016 I'm not over 2016 please no no one touches Cher (laughs) no one touches Dolly they are outliving us all okay Angelina and Brad Pitt splitting up Okay, there you go perfect they've predicted that for months before someone knows someone Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah 
So what I was saying is that you should be throwing away your uh, subscriptions <laughs> to the New York Times, the National Enquirer. Is, uh... For very specific areas of news. They're the best. <laughs> Drama, I believe they call uh, They're it. not great on like, Chinese trade deals. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yikes. Oh, yeah. this, you say that now, but this could end up being like a Teen Vogue thing where like, I haven't <laughs> read the National Enquirer in ages. So yeah. it's and kind it could of have like, turned out to be the le- leading the resistance. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, the National yeah. Enquirer you'd be reading is like, this is just, it's brilliant. <laughs> this is during like, times, it's like reading The Economist. <laughs> yeah, but during times of political upheaval, the way things are happening in America and the direct assault on the news media that the Trump administration or the Trump regime, as uh, all the angst I know have been tenderly calling it, yes. um, ever since all that started, I feel like people are getting way more like protective of their news sources mm. and, and, are, and are becoming, I well, like, again, I live in the bubble in the echo chamber, but... I, I would like to think that people are being a bit more reading more mindfully. Yeah. Yeah. Reading their news more mindfully because there is this constant outpouring of uh be suspicious, these newspapers are like crooked from the White House. Mm. Even though like we know the most of them aren't. Mm. And you can kind of tell the news sources. I think if you have a pair of eyeballs in your head, it's mm. all about media literacy really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you can tell if you have a pair of eyes in your head that Breitbart is bullshit and, and the, yeah. the, the, the millions of, of, of evil spawn of Breitbart are also bullshit and that the New Yorker's probably grand. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, that's always the thing I always find really weird um, is that, you know, it's like, don't trust the news kind of thing. They're all like by, like, billionaires are telling you to do this and they also yeah. own newspapers it's kind it's of always like... the same kind of dudes guys <laughs> it's always the same kind of men like I mean you, you, like for example this week when a certain journalist from a certain paper took a pot shot at a certain journalist from another certain newspaper who's a woman who refused to debate him on air mm-hmm. uh, about the idea of the safe space immediately started calling uh, the paper that the other the woman journalist worked for a Congo, a Congo mm. which is a a place that's like sewn up by a bunch of no, actually, what he was referring to there was um, like a, a group set up at Catherine's Zappone that oh, their journalist that is was? the head oh, of. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll probably have this out, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah that's can, what it was. Y'all can, this is a quick Google away. We just don't, don't want to run yeah, into yeah. the yes. mud. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I think he, he's he, he's a bollocks and she's a legend. So that's yeah. the end of it. But the idea of papers being, newspapers being stitched up from the inside is... Like, it makes sense in some ways that people would perceive them like that. But in, in actual fact, really what everyone's in there to do is to report and to write about what's going on in the world. I don't know. I, th- I think I still have a belief in good journalism behind um, it all. It's not a stitch up as people think. It's well, columnists, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, no, to be fair, like, to be fair, like, um, <laughs> I think you can end up in situations where something like British newspapers, um, I do think, have a major problem. Oh yeah, So it's kind of one of those things where I kind of go like, no, d- don't keep repeating this thing about mainstream media. Unless you're in England, you should probably do it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The BBC versus the Sun. <laughs> no, probably yeah, yeah. I think tabloids are a different conversation. I was talking more about broadsheets. Yeah. Like tabloids have a lot to fucking answer for, I think. Yeah. But I was talking more about like the big, the big, the big lads. Yeah. yeah. The big lads. And I guess that is something that I still think is le- of, as legitimate news mm. media. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's as stitched up as folks... A, cer- yeah. a certain breed of early fifties white dude uh, thinks. I, I yeah. think they're. I think they're actually kind of still trying to do their best. Yeah. You know, but I, I could be wide-eyed and naive. Mm. Uh, I what I always find really weird about this, like because because again, it is like these like multi-billionaire type things. I don't understand why they do it. That is kind of like there's this weird kind of kind of almost sometimes it seems like there's a kind of major kind of insecurity to it. It's sort of mm. like they're all constantly seem to be wanting people to like them. <laughs> kind of like, yeah. Like I don't... You don't get to be the underdog forever. <laughs> I don't understand certain Irish newspapers' obsession with 
painting the abortion debate as 50-50 when it's like mm. 80-30 mm. or 80-20 even I can add I can add I can definitely add I can um, <laughs> but because you can see when there's a really really good article written about a topic it spreads mm. and through the, I think there's more money in positive clicks than negative clicks mm. hate clicks I, I, yeah. I, like, I want to believe that I think it is yeah. yeah, you know, I think you see a lot more good stuff spread around every day than than the one article. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, especially now that people are being like more, uh, people are kind of a bit more mindful about not like it's even it's actually it's sometimes confusing thing when you're on Facebook or Twitter or Twitter more so where so everyone's like really outraged about like an article, but no one has, because no one wants to lead people to the article. Mm. So you're suddenly just seeing screen like, caps. Yeah. yeah, and then tap it. But yeah. even sometimes not screen caps. It's just I'm looking. I was like, oh. I, Something bad has happened. I don't know. Stop subtweeting this. But I think, for example, when the alt right scandal broke at the Times, mm. like, and the people unsubscribing, and mm. there was, I, I think that was a mistake. And I think that the negative clicks thing is cer- certainly their clicks. But at the same time, like, how long does it take to break the trust of your readers? Mm. Like, I think long term integrity actually yeah. does matter to, yeah. to big publications. I don't think it matters to the tabloids because they don't have any integrity mm. to begin with. No. Piers Morgan. But um, <laughs> I do think that, <laughs> but I do think that for the larger broadsheets, integrity does matter. Mm. And uh, hate clicks are fine for one day, yeah. but in time, you lose a backbone. To yeah. bullshit. So I think you see like the New York Times and Washington Post kind of saying we're going to keep telling you we're going to try to tell mm. you the truth about all this whereas like the Irish papers the Irish Times are trying to play both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's play, tough. They, well, yeah. Well, to be fair I think a newspaper should try to be ba- to balanced. To balance. balance. And I you know like obviously balance now comes with a lot of connotations but It's extreme because yeah. uh, because, <laughs> because like you were saying that the abortion rights campaign for example isn't balanced because mm. the side that are anti-choice are 100% they're, they're, they're the more a part of me thinks give them enough rope mm-hmm. give them enough rope because they nothing that they publish or write or any of the people who lead their campaigns uh, from the Iona Institute and things like that I they sound like they sound like mad people mm. they don't sound right they sound and they must know extreme. they're lying as well they're lying they're obviously they're lying constantly. and like, mm. it's hateful mm. whereas I think I don't think that the truth especially in this particular argument can lead you wrong Mm. Uh, so give them the balance they want they'll show themselves up mm. you know what I mean so yeah you're right balance is, is vital mm. but uh, giving platform to extremists is not yeah. the same mm. I think I don't know I don't know it's all, it's all big it's, it's the big chat isn't it really about, yeah. about, about mm. papers and ethics and, and what you should and shouldn't do but I think people are realising that you kind of you have to pay for it now yeah, like, every, like, I think a lot of people are subscribing to papers. Like Dublin Enquirer seems to be doing. Oh, they're very brilliant! Well. Yeah, I don't think I've read them. They're really good. Mm. I yeah. did a little bit of food work for them for a while, yeah. and their uh, the print is gorgeous as well. The print mm. publication, like it's yeah. They just do really good work, and people go, "Oh, we'll, we'll pay you for your really good work." Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, they hold they hold yeah. fundraiser pub quizzes sometimes, which yeah. are great fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. They're still a new startup. You know, and I think they're coming at it with a genuine curiosity about Dublin. They're deadly. So yeah, papers are good. Journalism is good. Yeah. Although they are dangerously underreporting the level of mermaids in the world today. God damn it! <laughs> what are we going to do? They're all over Brayhead. Half fish, half girl. Fish girl. The, this is how the Darsh has been able to operate in <laughs> silence. I don't know who that boy is. Come on. Mainstream yeah. news media. Mainstream step it up. newspapers are ignoring him. You would think like the West of Ireland would be rife with mermaids and stuff. It is. It's yeah. all washing up from Atlantis, which is somewhere in the Atlantic. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. name would suggest. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. suppose because I we have uh, different types of mermaids, isn't it? We have the Mero. Oh, do we? Yeah. So they're tell me more. Yeah. 
So the marrow are a type. They're they so yeah it's a, yeah so that's the general like coverall name for them. But I remember I was doing something that involved uh, fairy tales before Irish fairy tales from the nineteenth century. So you have a lot of stories about them, hmm. and like there's one really great one about like a kid where there is a there is some sort of interspecial kind of relationship that happened at some point, uh, but they came to the end of the line. And so it's like the person died. And so the funeral, they had the funeral, but they didn't bury them in the ground. So they just left the body on the beach. And then like, so this like kid kind of was like, I want to see what happens. Mm. And I was like, was like, no, no, you're not allowed to watch what happens. This has gone on for years. And we still, centuries, we have not looked to see what happens. Mm. And then, but what I, so the kid obviously breaks the rules. Because that would be an amazing story to end. Though the kid listened to it when he went home. Uh, but he kind of, he kind of, but he kind of, looks over the dunes and he sees like a full garb of like eight marrows <gasps> in like um t- kind of like t- funeral clothing Amazing. coming up with a kind of coffin and places the body in and they just walk back into the water oh my god um but no there's actually a great one uh, worth looking up called the um the soul cages which is about a guy who lives out on like an island in Clare and he's obsessed with Getting uh, sorry, he's obsessed with meeting a marrow because his grandfather was friends with a marrow, hmm. and so M E R R O. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, so he was obsessed with me, and then he finally meets him, and he kind of is like, "Oh, we should be friends," and like, "Oh, we should be friends," and then he kind of like, if you put on this hat, this is the other reason because they're they like they look fish like, but they wouldn't necessarily have tails, mm-hmm. but they kind of have tail, but they have legs as well, so yeah. they can walk around on. Land if they feel so inclined. But why would you? Like the Zoras from The Legend of Zelda where they're also a person but also <laughs> yeah. a fish. I, I know. I, I'm with the aesthetic here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you put on the hat, uh, then you can go down to the bottom of the ocean and he kind of brings them down. Mm. Uh, brings them down to the like the bottom of the water and there's a house there. Oh. Uh, so he kind of brings them in. He's like, oh, we'll have a meal. So like they kind of sit down and they eat. They sit down and eat um, lots of... Uh, they, they sit down and eat and have like great drinks and things like that. And so, and then after it, she's sort of like, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, Mike. We'll show you, I'll show you. Oh, uh, ah, uh, Ku, Kumara is the name of the Meros, I remember. Kumara kind of shows, I'll show you my room of curiosities. Mm. And he opens the door and then you can see there's loads of just stuff that's come down from like ships that have crashed. Mm. And there's a K, there's loads of lobster pots on the ground. And... The, the his friend his new human friend kind of goes like oh what's with all the lobster pots is like oh those are the soul cages where um it's like oh, yeah so every time a ship crashes um all the souls of sailors keep getting lost so I just pick them up and um, put them into these cages so that they don't get lost and he's kind of like you can't do that they're just stuck in the bottom of the ocean but he doesn't say this because he's, he's fucking terrified now yeah yeah but, yeah, but it's not even he's he's actually you know it's just erringly unerringly polite so he kind of just excused himself <laughs> <laughs> sort of like you know he's like so the, Irish so yeah. Irish is like. <laughs> So, <laughs> so like he kind of goes back up to the um, thing and he's trying to figure out, he's like, I need to be able to free, I need to try and figure out a way of freeing them. But also, I still want to be friends with him. Oh, man. So all he ever gets out of this is, he actually invites Kumara up to, um, up to his house to get for a meal. Um, so actually, this the other thing I should mention is that, Ku, um, that Mike has a wife called Biddy. Of course, uh, a pity. All wives, all Irish wives, <laughs> <call> <laughs> a pity. So, um, 
So he and she doesn't know about him trying to meet Meryl. Mm. Right. So there's a subtext to this if one looks Hell yeah. Short. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Queer but, subtext! <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 Jiminy Livingo! <laughs> so the, uh, so when uh, Kumara comes up to the ocean, he makes sure that it's a day where Biddy's gone to the mainland to go to mass and he's just hanging out there mm-hmm. and sort of like, and so he takes, brings Kumara up there and he kind of get, takes out like some pachin. It's like, oh, we got really drunk. It's like, this sounds like a great idea. This is actually the amazing thing about apparently drinking underneath the water. You don't get drunk because it's so fresh. <laughs> so Kumara is, like, has no no legs yeah, yeah. at all for this kind of thing. Huh? Huh? Uh. <laughs> Not like that. Yeah. Uh, so he gets him. He gets him really drunk, mm. and then while he's drunk, he steals his hat and goes down down and frees all the souls. Oh my god! So now basically. So he comes back and Kumara hasn't noticed this, but his wife comes home early. I was like, finds the merman. Oh, he's turned. <laughs> oh, into, so no. there's just a hammered like merman <laughs> on the ground singing. He's like, and just like, oh no, my husband's turned into a beast or something. Uh, but what happens then is so like, but uh, Kumara doesn't know anything about this. So so then for the rest of their friendship, which goes on for another like thirty years, he just occasion he just on occasion just invites Kumara to come up to his house and get drunk and then he'll go down to save them until one day Kumara just doesn't come back probably died <laughs> that is that is like deep Irish folklore man <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant I've never heard that one before <laughs> Jesus it's not all Deirdre the Sorrows and Fiona Cool, is it mm-hmm. huh just an episode of Futurama based off that really where they find a mermaid and Fry decides to like oh, live under the oh, sea yeah. with her but then he realises that she doesn't have a human Any midsection body, body. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he goes okay I'm going back up now to this. Yeah. oh my yeah. favourite bit of that is the bit for um, Donovan turns <laughs> up and sings the lost city yeah. of Atlanta yeah. Uh, yeah we should definitely do a few drama round table oh, yeah, yeah. Um, at some point do we have any other things to say about weekly run news uh, <laughs> oh yes <laughs> no, we're um, on to mermaids now guys on to mermaids mermaids <laughs> is what we're talking about now um, uh, full, I can't think of anything offhand. um I'm sure I had stuff that I was going to say, but no. now it's, it seems like a good place to leave it. You should yes. all go and follow uh, Kayton on Twitter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. For more so, mermaid chats and yeah. fake news. Just send him <laughs> pictures of mermaids all the time. <laughs> just He loves it. Only ones with the fish on the head and the legs on the bottom, yes. though. So thank you very much, Kayton Lee. Thank you, Sarah. Hi. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. And that's the episode. Thanks again to Kay and Lee. Um, yes, thank you. That was cool. I didn't know about Meryl's before. I know. I, I know was really Meryl's blown now. away. That took a turn. And I was like, tell yeah. me more mermaid stories <laughs> immediately. Finish with a story. Ah. Yeah. Um, so thanks to Kay again. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Alan. This was fun. Yes. Uh, let's do some thank yous and yeah, admin so stuff. Admin. Thank you, Head Stuff, for hosting us and like letting us be on your network doing our wonderful weird thing we get to talk to so many cool people all the time about things that are important to them um yeah. like what's better than that really yeah because i never would have started with a kick from alan bennett yes so, yeah get so, it alan alan bennett is a maker of things thank you sir thank you to dean mcdonald for making our logo which is so cool Love and so it. stylish and yeah. if you ever see a juvenilia sticker put it on your laptop spread the word yeah you know who has one on a laptop gene sutton <sighs> there you go if you want to be like gene sutton with an taste maker yeah <laughs> She'd hate that. Sorry, Jean. Um, Yeah, and if you like us, if you've enjoyed what you've just heard, please consider liking and subscribing to Juvenilia. The more likes, the more subscribes, as gross as it is and as hideous as internet metrics feel, the more people will find us, we hope. 
So, so just, yeah, interact. Give us a star. Consider it as a Chris- Christmas present, birthday present, wedding gift uh, <laughs> to all of us here. Yeah. Uh, two minutes of your time goes an awful long way for folks like us. And oh, also listen to some other Headstuff podcasts. Yes. Uh, there's a new one personality bingo well by the time this comes out there'll be like eight episodes of it wow, yeah. but it's 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 really good um tom Moran talks to a person he has 60 questions and a bingo machine and 60 minutes wow and he just asks them questions out of the bingo machine for 60 minutes it's really cool that's a pretty brilliant idea Isn't oh it? my god i've started listening to that yeah, yeah. That's cool. so yeah that's better than us so <laughs> yeah but also listen to us and yeah. rate and review um thank you yeah uh, thanks everybody godspeed see you next time bye This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.